With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. And live from the Richie Incognito Travel Agency, it's the 4th and Inches show with Jana and the Sherpa. I'm Scott Sweeney, a.k.a. the Sherpa, with Jana Kimmel, a.k.a. Jana, on the other end of the phone. How are you, Jana? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, just so you all know, we didn't forget to fall back. <laughs> we, we're here an hour later than usual this week. One time only affair. We'll be back at our normal time next week, though. <laughs> yes, we were. Uh, yes. So, but anyway, uh, so lots going on this week. I mean, of course, the Richie Incognito story has been yeah. just dominating the NFL news the last couple days uh, we've got we had two coaches that were stricken this week you know one the current yeah. coach of Denver one was their backup quarterback some 30 years ago so I don't know <laughs> what that says about Denver if anything but uh, it, it was really a weird week right very sure I mean obviously bye weeks are very dangerous I mean John Fox was on a golf course very yeah strange. I and then I he and wasn't then of feeling course... up to par <laughs> I guess not. And now we've got he the wasn't getting of... enough iron in his diet. <laughs> now we've got the return of Wade Phillips and Jack Del Rio to the coaching ranks, which will always be interesting. Um, well, as a USC fan, I'm happy about Jack Del Rio because that means in all likelihood he won't will not become the next coach at USC. So. Yeah, you guys just dodged a bullet. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, I just. Yeah, who knows? Maybe, maybe Lane Kiffin will disguise himself as Andy Reid and <laughs> you know get offered the job. Maybe he can borrow that costume from that baby. That was good. <laughs> yeah, that was a good costume. I just I'm waiting for the Rex Ryan baby lookalike. But uh, will it be will be... it be the the bigger Rex Ryan or the more svelte Rex Ryan that's that's roaming around now? Which one will the baby be? Well, they're both pretty. They're pretty large, I think. Any yeah. <laughs> any baby that looked even like Svelte's Rex Ryan would have some health issues, I think. Probably. It's probably not great. We need some a padded baby, like extra stuffing around it. No, we don't actually want a baby that, that big. It won't be good. No. No. I used to, when they had, um, years ago, when Andy Reid and Mike Holmgren would coach against each other, to me they looked like you know, those <laughs> old separated at birth, you know, yeah, with those mustaches and stuff. They were, yeah. I could see that. I could definitely see that. Yeah. So, but so how do people, how does Richie Incognito or how do, you know, <laughs> Gary Kubiak or John Fox <laughs> get in touch with us this week or anybody else for that matter if they feel like they've got some time on their hands and want to call in? There are a number of ways that you can get a hold of us. We will be here until 11.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, like I said, next week we'll be back to our normal time, but tonight you have us till 11.30. You can always call us at 347-989-8088. That's 347-989-8088. You can tweet us at the number 4 THN Inches Show. That's the number 4 THN Inches Show. Or you can find the Sherpa at fantasy underscore Sherpa or myself at JKIM. One six. Uh, you can also find us on email at the same handle, the number four thn inches show at gmail dot com. We're on Facebook under the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. The chat room is open, and you can find us all week long at fantasyfootballsherpa dot com. Well, if somebody says they don't have, they don't know how to get in touch with us after all that, uh, it's right. probably a lost cause. <laughs> Well, there there are definitely some people out there in uh, Kansas City, the New York Jets, Cleveland, New England that have a little extra time on their hands because their teams are on bye weeks this week. Uh, so, you know, feel free to call in. Well, at least it's only four teams this week and not six. But yeah. So with those four teams, I don't think too many people are going to be missing the fantasy quarterback. Yeah, maybe, mm-hmm. 
maybe a second quarterback. I mean, other than Tom Brady, I can't think of it. I, I can't imagine anybody starting uh, Jason Campbell or Geno Smith in a one-quarterback league unless they're in a 16 or even a 32-team league. But mm. that would be pretty sad. So, yeah. speaking of sad, <laughs> Thursday night games have uh, been pretty, pretty much a universal downer this season in terms of fantasy production and all. Last week we had Cincinnati coming off an impressive victory against the Jets, and you know the Dolphins managed to take them out at home in spite of I think only scoring 12 points on offense in that game, but. They came through with a big uh, touchdown, you know, interception and uh, also a safety to end the game, which is apparently only Always happened a weird in a handful of go. other teams. But, yeah, yeah there was, a couple of years ago, I think there was a Cardinals-Cowboy game where there was a walk-off yep. or block punt for a safety or something mm-hmm. like that. But, uh, so, and speaking of uh, Cowboys, I saw some sad item that Tony Dorsett is apparently losing his memory. But, uh, yeah, I saw that. That is sad. Yeah. So, so what did you think of your your team last week? They 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 escaped um, from the game with Minnesota with a narrow victory, as I think we both they, predicted they, they would. They snatched so. victory from the jaws of defeat, as is the cowboy way. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't think that's going to get them to East Rutherford in February, but. They, no, I but it they, makes us exactly a 500 team again. So for for they, like what the got, last eight years or something, it's ridiculous. They've, they've got to make the they've got to win that division, I and mean, just by default. They, I felt bad as a Giants fan last week because all the other teams in the NFC East played and won, which is I think the first time that's happened all yeah, season. Yeah, the worst thing that could have happened to you guys is being on a bye. season, but yeah, yeah. so. But anyway, um, yeah, so back to the task at hand here, the Thursday night game we've got Washington. Which we, just, we so clearly don't want to talk about Thursday night games. <laughs> well, Washington at Minnesota, in theory, there should be some offensive fireworks there. And mm-hmm. I'm going to pretend that there's no problems with Thursday night games, no ill after effects of short week of preparation and all. And I'm going to pretend that both of these teams will be hitting on all cylinders. That said, I think Washington wins this game pretty easily. I'll say Washington 34, Minnesota 24, and Dan the Torpedoes. <laughs> I think you know Washington this is going to be like a 12-7 slog fest now that I Probably, probably. Uh, Thanks for ruining combined. for everybody, Sherpa. <laughs> yeah. Don't mention it. I mean, I think Washington has to win this game. Just, I, 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 I don't know. The way the NFC East is playing, it wouldn't surprise me if Minnesota found a way to win, but I think Washington should win it. I'm going to say by less than 10 points, maybe a touchdown. Um, Fantasy-wise, I think there are options here. I think you can start RG3. I'd start Alfred Morris. uh Running back Daryl Young and Roy Hallou, I'd use maybe as flex players. You are down a couple of running backs this week with teams on buys, um, and I think they're going to run on Minnesota. I, I don't know. I mean, they're going to do a lot to Minnesota offensively. Um, <laughs> Leonard Hankerson, Pierre Garcon, I'm okay starting both of them, and tight end Jordan Reed, I'm kind of on the fence on, but I think I'm going to lean towards starting him this week. I'm staying away from the defense because Adrian Peterson will do some damage there. And I'm not starting the kicker. There are definitely better kicker matchups for you. I'm not buying Daryl Young. I, I called BS on that thing last Sunday. I mean, sure. it's nice that he got three one-yard touchdown runs, but I'll bet he doesn't get three touchdown runs the rest of his NFL career. That was his his one shining moment as we were talking about Marvin Jones <laughs> last week. Well, I'm going to see what Daryl Young has has to offer me this week on a ridiculous Thursday night. And, you know, crazy stuff happens on Thursday night. If anything's going to happen, this might be his week. The, having him go off for a second week in a row, that would be the, <laughs> the ultimate and crazy, I think. But maybe this I, maybe this week he'll, have, he'll run for two yards on his touchdowns instead of one. <laughs> wasn't there, there was a game, I think... It might have been Jerome Bettis' last season or his second to last season where he ran mm-hmm. 
five times for three yards, and all three of those one-yard gains were touchdowns at the goal line, if I recall correctly. (laughs) But anyway, so for Minnesota, start Adrian Peterson, star wide receiver Greg Jennings. Christian Ponder, not a bad second quarterback. He's against Washington's defense, and he's not going to make anybody forget Peyton Manning or even Eli Manning. He's not winning you games, but he's not losing you games either. Well, against Washington's defense, same thing as with Dallas's defense. He should be able to throw for some yardage there. Mm-hmm. Wide receivers, Jerome Simpson, Jarius Wright, or flex options. Tight end, John Carlson, has, he's a decent start with uh, tight end Kyle Rudolph out with a foot injury. Blair Walsh, okay, is a kicker. Uh, Cordero Patterson, great return guy, not such a good receiver, at least not yet. Stay away from him, too. All right, fair enough. Okay, so now that we've uh, we've put the Thursday night game out of its misery, let's uh, (laughs) turn our attention to teams that have a full week of rest to prepare um, Mm -hmm. for their next game. So first up on the Sunday game, Cincinnati, they had a chance to really put some distance between themselves and the field last week, and that didn't happen. So now here they are. Now they've got a division game on the road with Baltimore, which is, not come around the way I thought that they would. I thought they'd have a rough early season, but that by mid-season all their defenses you know, newcomers would be uh, you know, melded into the rest there, but it just it's not happening for them, and I just see more misery and doom and gloom ahead for the defending Super Bowl champions. I think Cincinnati gets back to their winning ways and puts this away on the road. I'll say Cincinnati 27, Baltimore 21. I'm taking Cincinnati by, like, 10 points, which shocking for an AFC North matchup since they seem to score about 18 between them every time they play. Um, I just I, – I, I can't respect Baltimore right now. They've given me no reason to believe that they can put up any kind of fight. Cincinnati's at least shown flashes of being functional and a coherent football team, so I'm taking them to win. I think last week was a little bit of a wake-up call for them. Maybe they started to believe the hype too much about how great they were, and they got lazy. I think this week they bounced back an important important division game. Um, I'm definitely interested in starting Andy Dalton, but I like him more as a second quarterback option. Um, I think you have better def- matchups defensively, even though Baltimore isn't the Baltimore defense of old. They can still cause a little damage. Uh, I like Giovanni Bernard. Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis is more of a flex option for me this week. Definitely start A.J. Green. I like Marvin Jones as well. Uh, And kicker Mike Nugent and the defense. I just don't see Baltimore putting up a ton of points here. Both their tight ends, Tyler Eifert and Jermaine Gresham, seem to be getting targets now. Would you start either of those guys this week? Um, if I'm in a deeper league or I need a flex option, yeah, but if I'm only starting one tight end, I think I'd go for some better matchups. Okay. For Baltimore, yeah. uh, Ray Rice has had a really lousy season, definitely not worthy as mm-hmm. a top five pick in most drafts, but I think this week that's a pretty good matchup for him. I would start him, start wide receiver Torrey Smith, Joe Flacco, big disappointment this year. He's certainly not the best quarterback in the NFL, regardless of what he might tell you. He's uh, (laughs) a second quarterback in my mind for this week. Uh, Rookie wide receiver Marlon Moore, he's a decent flex option as our wide receivers Tandon Doss and Jacoby Jones, who's back from that uh, opening night knee injury now. Tight end Dallas Clark, okay to start defense, okay. I'd stay away from running back Bernard Pierce and kicker Justin Tucker. I can live with that. It'll be interesting, that game. Yeah, well, speaking of interesting, this next game is going to be really interesting, not for uh, the reasons that Chicago had hoped a couple weeks ago, but, you know, we've got Detroit at Chicago. Looks, I mean, there's there's some noise about Jay Cutler trying to play, but I think more realistically he's probably still a couple weeks away from what, you know, the, the, press is the worst reporting, thing they but, could do is play him this week. Worst thing they could do. Yeah, I mean, Josh McCown hasn't done badly. Maybe he, he doesn't, doesn't throw, he doesn't throw a, a deep ball the way that Cutler can, but 
know, they don't need that. They're, you know, they've got good receivers, and you know, they can throw slant patterns and let them run all day after they catch the ball. And Nekulte yeah. is a good receiver out of the backfield. Martellus Bennett is a decent tight end. So, you know, they, I mean, I, I think they're definitely a better team with Cutler as quarterback, but I don't sure. think that – I don't think you have a big fall-off that you're going to see in Green Bay most, most likely. Exactly. But, We'll talk more about that later, but uh, this game, I see it being a close game. I think either team could win. Um, I'll go against convention. Usually people say that when it's a toss-up game, give the edge to the home team. I'm going to go the other way and say that Detroit wins this by a field goal. I'll pick Detroit 34, Chicago 31. I actually agree with you. I I would like Detroit to win this even more, even if Jay Cutler starts, because there's no way he's 100% healthy, and I think that's just going to be a terrible idea. Um, I think there's a lot of value to be had on this Detroit team this week. Um, Even though they're in Chicago and Chicago's look tough, I still think Detroit's going to come in and do some damage here. I like Matt Stafford. I like Reggie Bush. I mean, we start Joy Bell. uh, Absolutely starting Calvin Johnson. I might even take a flyer on Chris Durham. I like jo- tight end Joseph Foria. I like kicker David Akers, but I'm not starting the defense because, like you said, even with Josh McCown at quarterback, Chicago still has a lot of options, and I think that this is going to be one of one of our higher scoring morning games, or I'm sorry, early games. <laughs> yeah, I Chicago's defense doesn't impress me as much this year as they did last year. They, mm-hmm. especially against the run, they just haven't been very good this year and I just think that uh, I, I agree with you know, most of your Detroit uh, recommendations there. For Chicago, you know, whether it's Cutler or Josh McCown, I think you have to start either of them, although I, I agree that you know, when you have a groin injury, you probably shouldn't be starting, so hopefully McCown will get the start. Running back Matt Forte, wide receivers Brandon Marshall and Alshon Jeffrey, tight end Martellus Bennett, kicker Robbie Gould. Those guys are all good to start. The only Chicago piece I would stay away from this weekend, as I was just alluding to, is the defense because Detroit's going to score a lot of points on them. They score a lot of points on on good defenses, and at this point yeah. I would argue Chicago's not a good defense. I think that's a fair argument to make. All right, let's move on to Philadelphia at Green Bay. Last week we were pretty much you know, conducting last rites or performing last rites for Philadelphia on the show. So Nick Bowles apparently heard us and got upset and went out and threw seven touchdowns. And I so bad know. wanted him to get that eighth touchdown. So bad. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's this unspoken rule in the NFL that you're not allowed to throw for more than seven. And I, I think it would take... I guess if Peyton Manning can't do it, nobody can do it. I think that's, well, that's I think the rule. If it's ever going to happen, it's going to happen in a game like not the not the um, the the game against the Ravens, the the seven touchdown game. But I think it would be mm-hmm. more likely that he would do it in a game like the game against the Cowboys, where it's close right to the end, and he's got to right. keep you know putting points up on the board. I think. If if that record ever falls, I think it'll be something like that. And you know, anyway, uh, this this game, I don't know. It, this it's game got a lot tell. more competitive on Monday night when Aaron Rodgers got sacked and broke his collarbone. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that <laughs> pretty much changes everything. I think with a full yeah. week of practice, I, I think two things. First, I think with a full week of practice, Seneca Wallace is going to be better. And Absolutely. Also, I'm, you, know, you might say, well, Philadelphia should just play all their games on the road because they can't seem to win at home. But yeah, I, I think that even – I think just as with uh, Daryl Young, I, I just think that one performance for Nick Foles last weekend was likely the high watermark for his career. I don't see him coming anywhere close to that. I think this is somewhat of a shootout and maybe Foles throws for three or four touchdowns, but I still think that Green Bay is more talented even with Seneca Wallace there. I think they're going to find a way to win this game. I'll pick Green Bay in a shootout. Neither team plays much defense. I'll say Green Bay 34, Philadelphia 31. I think that I'm going to take 
Philly to upset, quote, upset Green Bay. Now, this is not something you're going to often hear me say on this show, but granted, I am a Nick Foles fan, and last week was a good week for me as a Nick Foles fan. I don't think he's going to throw seven touchdowns every week, but if he throws three, I'd be happy with that. I just think between him and LaShawn McCoy on the road, sure, it's going to be cold in Green Bay, but it's cold in Philadelphia, too. Just not, you know, cheesehead cold. I think they're going to be able to get it together, although... With Chip Kelly, he might name Michael Vick or Matt Barkley starter at this point. Who knows what he's doing? That's just ridiculous. I'm going to take Philly by a field goal. Like you said, I think it's going to be a shootout. A lot of scoring right down to the wire. Philly gets the ball last, so they win. Um, um, as long as he doesn't <laughs> name Marcus Mariota his starter. He might. I, who knows? Maybe he'll name Marcus Vick his starter at this rate. Yeah, that would be that would be the design. Then I would pick against them in a big <laughs> way. I I would be running to place bets against them. I would. But, the only good thing about that would be that it would keep him off Twitter. Oh God, maybe it might be worth it to keep him off Twitter. So annoying. Um, but you know we might be getting some tweets from him later. Who knows? Yeah. At Fourth and Inches Show, SPFU. Mark <laughs> <laughs> oh, With a heart. Just heart marking. Right. right, heart marking. <laughs> so, well, we're we're waiting for that Fantasy. tweet. But, uh, Fantasy wise the- for Philadelphia. Don't start Marcus Vick. Uh, you should start Nick Foles. You should not start Michael Vick or Matt Barkley. Definitely start LaShawn McCoy. Start Deshaun Jackson. You kind of have to start Riley Cooper at this point. Last year, Jason Avant was Nick Foles' go-to guy. This year, it's Riley Cooper and his sweet flow of hair coming out of the back of his helmet. That that seems to be his boy right now, so ride the hot hand. Uh, I'm staying away from all the tight ends. Brent Selleck finally reminded people he was alive last week, but at James Casey and and... What's his name? The other rookie, the rookie they brought in, Zach Ertz, all got targets too. And I just, I don't, I'm not feeling the tight end situation that's happening in Philly right now. So I'm staying away from there, uh, staying away from the kicker and the defense. Bryce Brown even got some yardage in garbage time last week. Yeah, that's how you know things were bad. <laughs> Bryce Brown yeah. got the ball and he didn't fumble. It's crazy. Yeah, Barkley got in. Bryce Brown got in. That was, yeah, yeah, that was definitely garbage time at the end of that game. Actually, by yeah. the middle of that game, that was garbage time. But That's anyway, true. for Green Bay, obviously I'm a little bit more optimistic about Seneca Wallace's prospects this week. I, I, like, I like Seneca Wallace. He will. I think he's going to be a lot better. He looked pretty rough around the edges. But granted, he didn't exactly expect to get in the game either. So. I think he's a fringe <laughs> start as a first quarterback this week in a 12-team league just because I, I like this matchup for him so much. Mm-hmm. Um, running back Eddie Lacy is a star. Wide receivers Jordy Nelson, Jared Boykin start. Kicker Mason Crosby start. Tight end Anthony Corliss is a yeah, he's a so-so tight end option. Maybe mm-hmm. even a flex option in a deeper league. Aaron Rodgers obviously out this week and several more to come. So keep him out of your lineup. Or Michael Finley is going to miss at least another week with his neck injury. Oh, they and, put him on uh, IR today. He's done. I oh, think. they did. I missed that. Oh, he's done. Year. Okay. Yeah. All right, so don't start him this week or any Probably other week. Start him. <laughs> no, and then uh, and then the defense. I would also stay away from them you know, because I just Philadelphia should put up a lot of points in this game. I'm very interested in watching this game. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. living where you do, you you should have a pretty good view of it. Yes, I will. <laughs> I live outside of Philadelphia, so... <laughs> That's right. It, it so, will be everywhere. <laughs> well, fortunately, you don't have to watch this next game, although I, I guess there's some people that would want to watch it, but St. Louis at Indianapolis, I just... St. Louis is a train wreck at this point, and it's nice to see Zach Stacy coming on and yes, Jared Cook having some good games, but uh, this just really... Seems like a, a mismatch. A mismatch. <laughs> yeah. Put it nicely. I mean, I'm not, 
I'm not told that Andrew Luck is going to go off in this game, but I just think and I just think I'm they pretty, have too I'm much. I'm pretty sold on St. Louis not going off in this game. Yeah, that I'm I'm pretty that I'm definitely <laughs> sold on. So, but I'll I'll take Indianapolis to win this by ten points. I'll say Indianapolis twenty-seven, St. Louis seventeen. I guess that's pretty fair. I just good for St. Louis if they score seventeen points. Some days it doesn't look like they can do that. Um, well, they have a wise, too. They do. They do have a, a better defense than people. They have Tavon Austin to return kicks, so that's something. Yeah, it's better than nothing, right? No, so there's, there's ways for them to get to 17, even if they have a, a, a St. Louis-like offense this week. Yeah, they, who would have thought that St. Louis might have a St. Louis-like offense? Not I, said the pig. <laughs> um, but your fantasy options here, it's kind of slim pickings. Kellen Clemens should really only be a second quarterback option, and a pretty far down on your list one at that. Uh, if Zach Stacy plays, he is, quote, questionable. I think he's going to. Uh, I'm okay starting him. I like Chris Givens, too, especially in deeper leagues. Uh, tight end Jared Cook as a flex option, maybe. I don't know if I want to start him as my only tight end, but that's solely because there's just not as many points for him as there are pretty much any other tight end out there. Uh, beyond that, just say no. Stay away from the kicker. Stay away from the defense. Don't try to get cute. There's nothing crazy that's going to happen here. I noticed you refrained by referring to the kicker by name this week. I did. Well, you typically <laughs> don't mention kickers by name anyway, but especially yeah. after we butchered uh, his name last week, so to speak. <laughs> it's all right. I think I think we can power through it. We are a kicker-friendly show here. We are. I think I've finally gotten to the point in the season where I know who the kickers are on all the teams without having to run to check the depth charts. It takes a while Isn't for me good? to remember the Caleb Sturgey of the world. You know? but it takes a while, but I think I finally got it down. I know which kickers have switched teams and which ones are, you know, replacements that have stuck and all, so I'm I'm, I'm feeling it. So for Indianapolis, good, good. I'm glad we Trent Richardson, <laughs> yes, so to speak. Trent Richardson, questionable with an ankle injury. If he plays, start him. Star wide receiver T.Y. Hilton, who will hopefully get you some rewards points this week. Tight end Kobe Fleener, the defense. Andrew Luck, I'm not as keen on. I think he'll do more damage against St. Louis on the ground than in the air, which makes Donald Brown an intriguing play, especially if Trent Richardson can't play this week. Even if he does play, I think Donald Brown's a decent flex option. Wide receiver Darius Hayward Bay was disappointing last week, but I think you can still put him in as a flex. I, fi- I finally picked him to start, and that's what he went out and did. I am not happy with Darius Hayward Bay. <laughs> you got to give him another week. And, uh. Uh, and kicker Adam Venetieri, he's one of those kickers that I don't really need to keep track of because he's just there every week, year in, year yep. out. And so, anyway, Indianapolis should do fine in this game, but uh, that's not a game that I would want to to watch willingly. No, probably not at the top of the must-watch list this week. No. This next game, I think, is going to be closer than most pundits are probably predicting. Seattle, they just seem to... They seem to they, relish they, doing the Tudini act every week. They almost and just, gave one away to Tampa Bay last week. <laughs> yeah, they almost did, and I think they're so going excited. to be on the verge of giving this one away. I don't think they're going to spot Atlanta 21 points, but Mm-mm. I think it is a close game. I think it's nip and tuck the whole way, but I'll pick Seattle to win this. I'll say Seattle 28, Atlanta 24. I was shocked that Seattle almost lost to Tampa Bay at home. That would have been the upset of the year, for sure. It's a shame they couldn't hold on. But um, this week, I agree. I think this will be a closer game. Uh, Atlanta sometimes does look like a real football team, which is exciting for them. But I think Seattle's still going to edge them out. I think they may win on a last-second touchdown or last-few-minute last touchdown, if you will. Um Fantasy-wise, there's a lot to like here for Seattle. I like Russell Wilson this week. 
Uh, definitely like Marshawn Lynch. Pretty much that's a no-brainer. Doug Baldwin and Golden Tate I'm good with. Even maybe Jermaine Curse as a flex option, who every time I see him on the field, I think he's Javon Curse, and that's very very confusing for a moment before I realized, nope, nope, not Jermaine Curse is a little bit faster than Javon Curse. <laughs> A little bit. A little bit Just younger. A little. You know? Yeah. <laughs> a little thinner. But but I think he's a good flex option, especially since he's not Javon Curse. He's more flexible um, than Javon Curse too. Uh, he's he's a lot more than Javon Curse. But uh I think you can start kickers too, Nauska, and I'm even okay with starting the defense. They get some takeaways, they'll score you points in different ways than some of the other defenses. Did you mention Zach Miller? No, actually, I forgot to. Thank you for reminding me. Zach Miller, well, I, I wasn't like... sure if that was a deliberate oversight or just no, a, no. A, a, a I'm so used omission. to not starting Zach Miller that I, I get confused when I actually want to. But, yeah, I'm okay with starting Zach Miller this week, as weird as that is. So, for Atlanta, it's hard to believe we were talking about them as a Super Bowl team. They look nothing like a Super Bowl team right now. Start Matt Ryan this week. I didn't start him in a couple of leagues last week, but this week I think the matchup is a little bit more favorable for him than Carolina's secondary. With all the publicity that Seattle's secondary gets, I still don't think it's quite as good as the hype. But so mm-hmm. Matt Ryan, start him. Start wide receiver Harry Douglas and tight end Tony Gonzalez. Steven Jackson is more of a flex option for me. Kicker Matt Ryan is okay. Defense should be all right. I would not start Jack Hughes Rogers with Steven Jackson back and apparently mm-hmm. at as full of strength as he's going to be at. And wide receiver Roddy White is questionable with you know, the hamstring and the ankle. Even if he plays, it seems pretty apparent that uh, he's not going to be at full strength anytime soon this season. And it's not the world's best matchup for him, even when he's 100% healthy. No. No, it's not. So, shall we move on? Yeah, let's keep rolling. All right, next game up, Oakland at the Giants. I'm sure that you're going to predict what I'm going to predict. But Mm. I'm still down on the Giants, even after the bye week and even after Oakland's miserable showing last week. I think they match up pretty well with the Giants, regardless of... The Giants' defense has definitely improved, but I'm just not sure that their offense... They're not, not even, they're not as terrible as they started out. No, but that's still not, not good. <laughs> and Oakland, as bad as they looked against Philadelphia last week, they still are capable of scoring some points. If um, Terrell Pryor, the crazy thing is, he didn't have a bad game. No, but he always seems to twist an ankle or just do something that's well, yeah. yeah, get a tattoo, whatever. Renders, yeah, get a tattoo or do something stupid that you know, kind of renders him <laughs> useless. But uh, I, this game is going, I think it could go either way. And, again, I'm just going to buck convention and not take the home team in a close game. I'm going to say Oakland finds a way to pull this out. I'll say Oakland 21, Giants 20. And, of course, I'll hope I'm wrong, but... I'm actually picking the Giants to win this game, which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing for you, but it's happening. <laughs> yeah, probably a good thing. That like, happened a couple weeks ago. I forget true, which and it worked game out that well. was, and it worked out yeah. pretty well. I think we picked each other's teams and against our own teams, and mm-hmm. that seemed to work out pretty well. And who knows? That could happen this week. But I, I think the Giants, it's more like 24-21 for me. I think this will be close. Like you said, I do think they match up pretty well together. Um, Terrell Pryor, I like more as a second quarterback option. Like you said, he doesn't really have terrible games, but he's not – it's just not enough to be your only quarterback. Um, I like Rashad Jennings this week. I like Denarius Moore and Rod Streeter, who felt like he was all over the place last week. Even though Oakland didn't score that many points, it was like Rod Streeter was involved in every play. That being said, I'm staying away from the rest of the wide receivers, no tight end. I am going to start kicker Sebastian Janikowski, and I'm going to start the defense. Even though I think New York's going to win, I just don't see this being extraordinarily high scoring. For the Giants, Victor Cruz is dealing with a neck injury. Assuming he's healthy enough to play, I would start him. 
I'd start the Giants' defense because I think it'll be a low-scoring game. Eli Manning, eh, he's more of the second quarterback option for me this week. I just don't think they're going to score a ton of points. Nick Foles, to the contrary. Running back Peyton Hillis. Sounds like they're going to get at least one or two running backs back this week. Brandon Jacobs and Andre Brown, perhaps. But still sounds like Hillis is top dog there, which isn't saying much. But he's a flex option. Wide receivers, Hakeem Nix and Ruben Randall, flex options for me. Tight end Brandon Myers is okay. Uh, Brandon Jacobs, Andre Brown, Michael Cox, those guys don't start them. Definitely don't start David Wilson, who's going to miss another week with his neck injury. And uh, kicker Josh Brown is also someone you can uh, keep away from your lineup this week. All right. Let's keep rolling. All right. Well, they said it couldn't be done. Jacksonville, are they on their <laughs> way to an 0-16 season? If they're ever going to win a game, this is the week they're playing at Tennessee. Tennessee is not a very impressive team either. They've won a few games, but I'm just uh, I'm not impressed. They did beat St. Louis, but you know, I'm, I, I think if Jacksonville is going to win a game this week, this year, it's going to be this. Unfortunately, I think they're going to come close, but uh, no cigar. I'll pick Tennessee to win this uh, 20 to 17. I'm taking Tennessee by a touchdown, more like 21-14. Um, but I am. that does mean I think Jacksonville's going to actually score two touchdowns, which is, that's improving. Um, I agree with you. This, this on paper is a winnable game for them. I just don't see it actually happening. Even though Especially Chad without Hattie, Justin I, Blackman now. That's gonna kill yeah, what an thing. idiot. They just, yeah, it's going to be a lot harder without him. I... Even though I'm a big-time Chad Henney apologist, I think that maybe he's a second quarterback option at best and a very, very deep option. (laughs) I'm okay with starting Maurice Jones-Drew this week and Cecil Shorts. Maybe wide receiver Mike Brown is a flex, but that is it. I don't want any other part of this team. Now, Maurice Jones-Drew is an interesting one because he's been decidedly mediocre this yeah. year, he's certainly not the MJD that used to be a top you know, three pick year in and mm-hmm. year out. But a lot of you know, pundits are touting him this week and saying, you know, if there's ever going to be a week that he'll do well, it's this week. Tennessee's run defense, not so impressive. So I, I, mean, I they're would pass, tend to... It, they're definitely better at defending against the pass than they are the run. Jacksonville doesn't yeah. do either particularly well, but one's got to no. work. <laughs> no, well... They're either going to rack up some yardage, but uh, yeah, it's, and he'll probably get a good chunk of it, but we'll see exactly how much. Tennessee yeah. running back Chris Johnson had a decent game last week. Start him. Wide receiver Kendall Wright seems to be coming their go-to guy. Start him. Tight end Delaney Walker is reasonable to start, and the defense is a good start because Jacksonville's not going to score many points. Sean Green, he got some carries last week in relief of Chris Johnson. That'll probably continue, which makes him a decent flex option. Wide receiver Nate Washington cooled off a bit, but still worth a flex spot. Quarterback Jake Locker, I'm just, as you know, Jenna, I'm not not a fan of his. Not a fan. (laughs) Just don't think that uh, I would start him this week or any other week. Hey, we could put together a pretty mediocre fantasy team of people we're not a fan of, like right. Anthony Fasano and Jake Locker, Darius Saber Bay. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm a fan of the second and third guy you mentioned, just not uh, yeah. Jake Locker, but uh, kicker <laughs> Rob Baronis, he's he's another guy. He's a good kicker, but uh, on, a, on a bad team, I, I feel bad for both of these kickers. When they yeah. get together at the end of the game, they must commiserate twice a year on you know, what their respective <laughs> teams are like. How did we get here? <laughs> well, both of them have stuck around a long time. I think 10 years from now, they're still going to be kicking for their respective teams. Well, especially because they're kicking a lot less in a game than, say, Matt Prater is, so it's going to extend their career. Well, Rigor Mortis might in. set in. Before, true. Yeah, I guess. Very true. <laughs> All right, 20 minutes to, to bomb through the rest of these games. we got... What, five of them left? We can, four, six of them left. We can do this. 
Yeah, I don't think, you know, we're pacing ourselves pretty well here. So mm-hmm. we're kind of roaming the plains like Buffalo would. And speaking of <laughs> Buffalo, they're at Pittsburgh this week. That was a pretty <laughs> awful segue, if I do say so myself. A little forced. Yeah. A, little a little bit forced, yeah. But uh, anyway, Buffalo at Pittsburgh, both of these teams going nowhere fast. Unfortunately or fortunately, depending on your point of view, one of them's got to win. I'll go with the home team this time, and I'll say Pittsburgh wins this by a score of 23-20. I'm taking Buffalo in the return of E.J. Manuel or the possible return of E.J. Manuel. I'm going to take them just because, you know, Buffalo's got to win sometimes too, and this seems like as good a week as any. Uh, Like you said, it's kind of a shame that either team has to win this game because neither of them particularly deserves to right now. Uh, I think that's going to be Buffalo's run game that takes them a little bit over the top of Pittsburgh. I like E.J. Manuel more as a second quarterback option. I'm good with starting C.J. Spiller and Fred Jackson. Uh, Stevie Johnson I'm cool with starting. Robert Woods got dinged up last week. It's a shame, but uh, I'd stay away from him. I am going to start the defense, though. Like you said, low-scoring game. Neither of these teams are really on an offensive tear right now. Yeah, this it's strange. People, I mean, obviously Pittsburgh's not winning and people tend to blame their offensive line and the fact that Mike Wallace isn't there anymore. But I think Mm. the real problem this year has been the the defense, specifically the run defense. The pass defense has been okay, but the run defense is really... Nobody wants to talk about it because for years you couldn't run on Pittsburgh and now they're just trying to pretend you still can't run on Pittsburgh. No, that, that narrative doesn't apply anymore, but the, the other narrative that doesn't apply anymore is that Pittsburgh doesn't have a running game long. They actually do now with Lillian Bell is a decent fantasy running back. Start him, yeah. start wide receiver Antonio Brown. Defense, normally I would, you know, after I just got a, finished saying that they're no good anymore. I think they're a decent start this week against Buffalo. Well, it's, a low it's a lower scoring game. Yeah. Quarterback Ben Roethlisberger, more of a second quarterback for me this week. Wide receivers Emmanuel Sanders and Jericho, three touchdown catchery. Uh, <laughs> I, I think those guys are both flex options. Tight end Heath Miller is okay. Kicker Sean Sweetham is okay. It's, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's, if you're in, just, in everything's okay. Like it's nothing to get excited about. There, you're probably watching this game, but other than that, I I don't see too many people, you know, making it a point I'd, to watch. I think the, at this point, I'd rather watch a Buffalo Sabres Pittsburgh Penguins game. Might be higher scoring. There's a good chance. <laughs> Although Buffalo just traded Thomas Bonnick to the True. Islanders. Well, so, that means the Penguins could score even more goals. This works out really nicely. <laughs> All right. So next, this game, this next game, I think is going to be a very intriguing matchup, and that's Carolina at San Francisco, the first of the late games. I'm going to pick Carolina here. I just think that they have their act together more than do. San Francisco does right now, and I'll say that even though it's a road game for them, I think they come out on top. I'll pick Carolina 24, San Francisco 20. I might even take Carolina by a touchdown. And you all know I am not a Cam Newton fan. I'm not even a Carolina fan. But if they can keep playing even close to how they're playing right now, this is not a team I'd want to see in the playoffs. Not today. Uh, so, unfortunately, you see them in the playoffs because they would make it. Yeah. <laughs> San Francisco gets to see them this week. And I just, I think you're right. I think that right now everything's working for them. Their pass game, their run game. I mean, even their defense has stepped up, and I just—I don't think San Francisco is going to be able to hang with them the whole way. Uh, I'm cool with starting Cam Newton, D'Angelo Williams, Jonathan Stewart, maybe more as a flex option. I like Steve Smith. I like the defense. Um, you can kind of pick and choose flex options from either side of this game because there will be some points. But Carolina just, they look good right now. Yeah, I mean, as mediocre as, they started? Green Bay and, <laughs> well, as they started, yes. But mm-hmm. I'm thinking right now, you know, before the season started, you know, it looks like the San Francisco and Seattle, the people were predicting you know, the, one of those would probably you know, yeah. be the class, would be a Super Bowl contender. 
Some people liked Atlanta. Some people like New Orleans. Some people like Green Bay. But nobody mentioned Carolina. And now all of a sudden, I think you could make a pretty strong argument that especially at this point in the season, these are probably the two best teams in the NFC right now. Yeah, I I think that's a very fair statement. It's definitely not but, an NFC East team in the mix. <laughs> no, you can you can say that pretty safely, and I think we can also say pretty safely that Green Bay without Aaron Rodgers. Or uh, or Atlanta without Julio Jones and Roddy White, probably not quite the teams we thought they were going to be. No, no. But I said, yeah, that's, so, that's pretty fair. Yeah. So San Francisco, I would start running back Frank Gore, wide receiver Anquan Bolden, tight end Vernon Davis, quarterback Colin Kaepernick, more of a second quarterback for me this week. Wide receiver Mario Manningham, if he does play, is a decent flex option, even though it would be his first game of the season. Defense, I'd still start. I think it's a relatively low-scoring game. Kendall Hunter has looked good in relief of Frank Gore at times this year, but I don't think he'll play enough and do enough against Carolina's defense to be worth starting. Same thing, Kyle Williams. Same thing, Mm -hmm. uh, kicker Phil Dawson. Just keep those guys on your bench. Yeah, you can find you can find uh, other better options elsewhere for sure. Yeah. So now we're into the home stretch here. How about Houston at Arizona? Houston, they just saw they found another way to snatch uh, defeat from the jaws of victory this past week, and this week I, I'm going to pick them again, even though they're on the road, and I think they'll win this game by a couple touchdowns. Case Keenum's been impressive, and I love Keenum. I don't think Arizona has the offense to come back if they get down, so I'll pick Houston to win this uh, with or without Arian Foster. I'll say Houston 31, Arizona 17. Yeah, I think I think Houston will will pull through. Case Keenum's going to play four full quarters this week, and I'm excited about it. Uh, I do like him. Uh, maybe more as a second quarterback option. I'm kind of he's right on the edge for me there. Um, but either way, I think he's going to be a good addition to your fantasy team. I like Ben Tate a lot this week. Again, with or without Arian Foster, I think Ben Tate you can start. Uh, if Foster plays, more of a flex option for him. Obviously, he's not 100% healthy. Uh, definitely start Andre Johnson. I like DeAndre Hopkins as well, and tight end Garrett Graham. I'm definitely starting the defense here, and I I like the, I want to watch this game. I like this game this week. Uh, I think it's going to be pretty one-sided, but I like I'm, I like watching this Case Keenum Houston offense. This is much more. Yeah, fun. I could see that. I just want to see Wade Phillips coaching again. Wade. <laughs> I, I yeah, have plenty I, of him as a Cowboys fan. <laughs> yeah, my the sarcasm font was turned on for that comment <laughs> that I made, but anyway. So for Arizona, uh, there's nobody on the team I would definitely start this week. Running back Andre Ellington and Richard Mendenhall, if I knew for a fact one or the other would be starting and getting the line share or the carries, I would start them. But if I don't, they're both flex options for me. Wide receivers, Larry Fitzgerald and Michael Floyd, flex options. Tight end Rob Hausler, flex option in a really deep league. Quarterback Carson Palmer wouldn't start him against uh, – Houston secondary, which has been quite good this year. Wide receiver Andre Roberts, no. Kicker Jay Feely, no. And no to the defense. So the funny thing is, Arizona, before the season started, everybody was saying, you know, their secondary is going to be great and really carry the team. But so far, that hasn't been the case. It's actually, you know, their run defense has been better than their their secondary. So who knows? Sometimes you just have to walk away from the narrative. I thought they'd get it together a little more than they have. I'm a little disappointed in them. I blame the honey badger. <laughs> when in doubt, blame the honey badger. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be his fault somehow. So <laughs> next game up, this one I think will be another game without too much offense. We've got a couple of those this week. This one, Denver at San Diego. Oh, the, yeah. the Washington, San Diego at Washington wasn't quite as high scoring as I thought it would was going to be, but the outcome with Washington winning 
didn't mm-hmm. surprise me, although it took them longer to win than I thought. I thought they'd be able to win in regulation. But uh, anyway, I, I just think San Diego, in, as good as their offenses look, their defense has been even worse on the other, on the flip side. So I think Denver's defense, obviously nothing to write home about either, but I just better. think they'll have a little bit more than San Diego. So I'll pick Denver to win this game by a score of 38-31. I'm taking Denver by 10. Uh, Peyton Manning is just on another level. Although, I'll give it to Philip Rivers. He is having a phenomenal year uh, compared to the last few we've seen from him. But fantasy-wise, I just I like a lot more of what Denver's got right now. Uh, definitely start Peyton Manning, start Noah Sean Moreno, start Demarius Thomas, Wes Welker, Eric Decker. I like tight end Julius Thomas, the kicker. Uh, but stay away from the defense. Too many bad things can happen. Yeah, this, yeah, I. There's no reason to start Denver's defense, especially as no. much pressure as their offense puts on people. You know that teams are going to be throwing most Absolutely. of the game against their defense, which even if they're the of the bend but don't break variety, they're still going to give up a ton of yards. So. Probably yeah, they're basically playing play. the no-doubles defense, only the football version. Right. For San Diego, <laughs> quarterback Philip Rivers is a good start. Wide receiver Keenan Allen, tight end Antonio Gates, kicker Nick Novak. Uh, wide receivers Eddie Royal and Vincent Brown are flex options. I'd stay away from running backs Danny Woodhead and Ryan Matthews. And as if I need to state the obvious, I'd stay away from San Diego's defense as well. Just in case anyone was confused, we don't want to start the defense. <laughs> no. No. All right, Sunday night. Sunday night delight, Dallas at New Orleans. I think your your boys are in trouble here. Yep. I think they would have been a lot better off if the New Orleans had beaten the Jets, but since that doesn't mm-hmm. didn't happen, I think you've kicked the Hornets nest here. You can thank the Jets for that. Um Unless Dallas comes out with a much better effort than they've had the last few weeks, I don't see them winning this game. I think they have enough on offense to keep it close, but I just don't see them being able to stop New Orleans on defense. So I'll say that uh, New Orleans wins this 31-Dallas 24. I'd love to pick Dallas to upset New Orleans. Like there is a, There are scenarios where I can picture it happening, and it seems like it could be real, but... Somebody hijacks the Saints bus on the way to the game. <laughs> they all come in on floats. <laughs> just, it, it's just, it's going to be a tough one. Uh, like, you know, the first half may work out okay, or, you know, they get blown out in the first half and then make a little noise in the second half. I just don't think they're going to put together four good quarters. Um, but Dallas is then pretty they'd sneaky. Have a dollar. They put, true. <laughs> they do put together uh, fantasy points and value even when they – strive for the mediocrity that they are. So I'm okay with still starting Tony Romo. I'll start DeMarco Murray, who's coming back this week. Uh, I like Des Bryant. Terrence Williams as a flex option. Definitely going to start Jason Witten at tight end and kicker Dan Bailey, but stay far, far away from the defense. I, I love DeMarco Murray, that matchup for him this week. If he's healthy enough, he, he mm-hmm. should run rough shot over New Orleans defense. But, yeah, it's kind of a shame, too, for Dallas because their strength on offense, the passing game pretty much plays right into New Orleans' strength, which is their, their secondary. So I just think this is not an ideal matchup for Dallas. But for New Orleans, start yeah. quarterback Drew Brees, start tight end uh, Jimmy Graham, start kicker Garrett Hartley. Uh, Darren Sproles supposedly is well enough after his concussion to play, but I'd be a little leery of him and because I don't know how much he's going to play. I don't know how much Pierre Thomas is going to play. Therefore, those guys are both flex options for me. Marcus mm-hmm. Colston missed the game last week. He's questionable with the knee injury. If he plays, he's a flex option for me. This must be might be the only time in in umpteen years of surfing that I haven't uh, <laughs> recommended Marcus Colston as a definite start. But you know, this week, all four of the wide receivers there, Colson, Lance Moore, Kenny Stills, even Robert Meacham, who has been reincarnated as a saint again. 
And I, I wouldn't – those guys are all at best flex options for me this week. Defense, I think they're okay to start. They'll probably have a pick or two thanks to Tony Romo. Um, mm-hmm. Mark Ingram is pretty much the only guy that I would say definitely stay away from there just because I don't see a clear path to him getting a lot of carries or touches. I mean, I think this will be – it'll be what – the NFL's looking for for a Sunday night game, a lot of scoring and, and some big-name players, but I don't know. Hopefully neither coach uh, having a stroke at halftime. Yeah, that would be definitely an improvement over last week. So we've always got that to go for. Yeah, nothing like having a, a stroke on national TV. Is your, yeah, that, hey, that if you're going to do it, that's the way to go. That's the way to do it. Well, <laughs> at least the medical people were right around, so that that wasn't an issue, oh. but still it's pretty scary. I can just mm-hmm. imagine what his family must have been thinking watching that, but uh, yeah. anyway. So, last game, last and least, we've got the Miami Incognitos against the Tampa Bay um, whatever they are. The, Daff infections? The, yeah, the Tampa Bay Mercers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the the I think the three most dysfunctional teams in football right now might all be in the all state in of Florida. Florida. Yep. You've got Tampa, Jacksonville, Miami. Miami at least has won a few games this year, but Tampa and Jacksonville it would be pretty awful if two oh. Florida teams both went through the whole season winless, but it's looking more and more each week like that could happen. This should be a close game. Tampa obviously showed some flashes of life last mm-hmm. week against Seattle, but I think Miami will find a way to win this. I don't know how, I don't know why, and I don't really care, but I just think <laughs> Miami wins this, and I'll say Miami 21, <laughs> Tampa 17. That was such expert analysis. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's got to win this game. <laughs> Somebody's got to win this game, and I'll say Miami. That's my expert analysis for you. I'm going to take Tampa to win this game, which no. might shock the world. <laughs> no, there's no way yeah. that happens. This is it's happening. This is the week. They had their chance against Seattle, and they couldn't get it done. This is it for them. No, they were just, it was a warm-up. It was a warm-up for them. Down. Miami's no. going to leave Tampa with not only a bullying problem, but MRSA. Like, it doesn't get worse than that. They I just, just won't I go think into they've... the locker room. They'll dress in the stands. <laughs> They're going to play in street clothes. <laughs> That's it. Oh, God. I, this is not one you want to stay up and watch on Monday night, but I think Tampa Bay is going to pull it out. I don't think this will be incredibly high scoring or exciting. Um, or interesting. I, I just think Miami's got too much off the field shenanigans going on right now, and Tampa Bay is just riding that high all the way back from Seattle of almost winning a game, and they might try to get crazy and actually win a whole game this week. So I think I think this I is going to happen. I think they're thoroughly demoralized after that <laughs> game. No, I'm, I'm, the glass is half full here for Tampa Bay. That was Bay. their season Whether... right there, and they blew it. They're all, mark up down. They're zero and sixteen. They're going to be <laughs> in a coin flip with Jacksonville for that first pick. It'll be the first time two teams have ever had identical zero and sixteen records. That would be bad. I would think that it you'd happens. have to give Jacksonville the first pick just because Blaine Gabbert is still their quarterback. Um, but yeah. fantasy-wise, for Miami, Ryan Tannehill, more a second quarterback option for me. Lamar Miller, really only a flex option. I like Mike Wallace and Brian Hartline. I even like tight end Charles Clay. I'm not really sure why I like him so much since I'm not that high on Tannehill throwing this week, but I'm going to go with it. Uh, I'll even start the kicker in the defense. Get it crazy. For Tampa, <laughs> I'll start running back Mike James, wide receiver Vincent Jackson, tight end Tim Wright, and the defense. Just based on that alone, you might think I was picking Jackson, I mean, Tampa Bay to win the game, but I'm not. You're picking Jacksonville to win the game that doesn't even play? <laughs> I think they have a better chance of winning this game than Tampa does. No, Tampa will use the MRSA to their advantage, and they will win this game. Yeah, it'll be a MRSA killing, but... <laughs> so, um, for Tampa, quarterback Mike Glenn, 
And Mike Lennon, excuse me, I almost got through a whole show without mispronouncing it. Almost. Name. Came so Quarterback close. Mike came so close, made it to the last <laughs> minute. Quarterback Mike Lennon is the second quarterback for me. Uh, Taekwon Underwood, flex option, running back Doug Martin out for another week with a shoulder. Don't start him. Tight end Tom Crabtree. Don't start him. Kicker Ryan Lindell. I don't think I've recommended starting him all year, and I'm not going to start with that now. So, anyway. That brings us to it. the end of our show. Uh, we will be Can't back next we week. Spend most, uh, <laughs> we spend more time on the Tampa arguing about Tampa Miami than any other game. Uh, that's just, Probably. That's, that's fitting. <laughs> but we'll be back next week at our normal time at 9.30 p.m. Eastern time for a whole hour, as we are every week. Uh, in the meantime, we would love to hear from you. We're all over social media. You can find us on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show or at fantasy underscore Sherpa or JKIM16. You can also email us at the number 4THN Inches Show at gmail.com. We're on and Facebook. We'll probably at find the you live Football tweeting the Tampa Miami game, too. Possibly, possibly. <laughs> live tweeting Jacksonville winning the Miami Tampa game. (laughs) That's what will be on the Sherpa's account this week. Yeah, go Jacksonville. I'll be tweeting that. You can also find us at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page on Facebook and at fantasyfootballsherpa.com. And, of course, we'd like to see who you think out of the three Miami or the three Florida teams will actually win this game where only two of them are playing. So feel free to let us know. I'll pick San Antonio Holmes. Perfect. (laughs) And we'll be back next week, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great week and good luck to your teams. With Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.